back to your favorite podcast, the Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a sparkle of Hallmark movie magic. You have your hosts for season five, myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the lovely, the autumnal Tracy. And as always, we have our silent co-host, Colleen the Build-A-Bear. So as we said, it's a new season, and with new podcast seasons come all new segments, all new fun sounds, fun music clips. So get ready, buckle up, because as you can tell from our cover art, we're going for more of a wintry theme. Yes, we recognize there will be two episodes that are staying in our fall vein, yes, but a majority of it is going to be winter, okay? So, and Christmas. And Don't say Christmas. it in front of Sally, though, because it's not for Thanksgiving. Yes, so we have, to, we have not... to get to Thanksgiving. We got this. We got this. Okay. So, our new first segment is called Wintry Wisdom. this segment, we're going to share a lesson that can be found throughout Hallmark movies. We've all, we all know they have their oh, common do, threads, their common themes, ideas. So we really want to highlight some of the lessons that stood out to us. So I'll get started first sharing my wintry wisdom that okay. I noticed in Hallmark movies. And it, that is that friendships are imperative in a work environment. Oh. We love our work besties. <laughs> we love our work besties. We do. And mom, I heard you had a very similar wintry wisdom. I, I do. I My wintry wisdom is embrace new career opportunities because we know yes. that a common theme in many oh, of yeah. our Hallmark movies are about having interesting family businesses yes. or some kind of a business that's more fulfilling than what the lead character thought yes. originally gave them that fulfillment, career highs, et cetera, like that. Yes. So embrace your new career opportunities. And funny enough, I don't know if you had planned yours accordingly. These, both of these wisdoms actually align with our movie today. I did not intend for that to happen. They do. Yes. They do. So love to see it. We're already off on the right foot. So our next segment is called Polar Picks. During this segment, we are trying a new idea for our middle segment and that is we're going to give a very brief rundown of the plot just like normal but we're actually going to be really focusing in on our three top moments each so I'm really excited to try this format I think we'll be able to do a deeper dive so first of all I need to tell you what movie we watched so this was part of the Hallmark movie and mystery series it's called The Secrets of Bella Vista. Our leading lady, Tess, was played by Rachel Lefebvre. Okay. Lefebvre? That's our best guess, Rachel Lefebvre. <laughs> if you're going with the French, which is probably French-Canadian, so yes, let's go with that. And then our leading man, Dominic, is played by none other than Niall Matter. You probably remember him from Rip and Tie. Yes, we love he our Rip. He's a cutie. 
Von Winkle. Yes, but I'll actually give the plot breakdown that Hallmark has. So the way they describe this movie is when Tess inherits an apple orchard along with a half-sister she never met, she unravels the mystery of the family who abandoned her, ultimately finding a new understanding of herself. So just to fill that in a slight bit more, Tess is someone who is in the business of antiquities and she is approached by Dominic who reveals that her grandfather has died as part of his will. He's leaving half of the Bella Vista estate to Tess and the other half to her half-sister she never knew she had, Isabel. Isabel. Of course, she has to follow Dominic to the estate and unravels this whole family business, as mom said in her wintry wisdom. And she starts to question whether she really is on the path she's intended to be as -hmm. she tries to save the apple orchard since it is about to be foreclosed. Yes. All right, Very so good. I think it's time that we dive into our top three moments. Mom, yes, we do. Start so, from week. a Polar Picks perspective, each of us giving three of our top moments, I'm going to do them chronologically in the movie order. Correct. Mine starts it off pretty much with one of my uh, top moments in this movie is just the depiction of Tess. Yes. Setting the tone of who Tess is. She's a go getter in her. Youth had lived with her Nana because her mother had moved on and been a very um, successful businesswoman in antiquities as well. Correct. And so Tessa's uh, origin is not even in the United States. She was in Ireland. But then when her Nana dies, her mother takes custody and takes her on her adventure. So Tessa has been to multiple countries. Yes. She knows three languages. She and, and so being she's a very successful yeah. young individual in San Francisco yeah. in the antiquities business, driving her way up, trying to get into Sheffield's mm-hmm. in New York City from a prestigious yes. perspective, trying to climb that ladder. So that's my one of my moments is just kind of yeah. testing who she is, what drives her and where she's at in her life. Absolutely. Yeah. She is incredibly successful. Yes. And she knows what she's doing. It's very obvious as yes. you watch her go about her work. Exactly. Well, my top moment chronologically is actually the introduction to Isabel's character. When we first have Tess come to Bella Vista, she's of course escorted by Dominic, who we learn is a pilot because he used to be in the Air Force? Navy. And oh. He was in the Navy. Okay, that's not where I thought this was going. Which, happy Veterans Day, by the way, the day yes. that we are recording this. This seems appropriate exactly. time to drop exactly. that tidbit. Yes, so shout out to all of our veterans. As she is flown into Bella Vista, we meet Isabel, and at first I really couldn't the catch sister. Yes, the half-sister that Tess didn't know about. And I really couldn't catch her vibe at first, because she seemed almost combative and standoffish, which... Again, this is a very bizarre situation, granted. So, like, because she's entitled- she never knew anything about. Tess. Yes. We learned that she was equally as in the dark about Tessa's existence. So, it's not like she was well aware for multiple years. She's learning this upon the death of her grandfather as well, who she was, was 
a lot closer to, she lived with. Magnus she Johansson, under. right? Mm -hmm. I think it was six. So I couldn't really get her vibe at first, but as they continue to talk and bond and share a little bit about mm -hmm. themselves, we come to realize that Isabel is actually a very, very kind and generous person. She's really interested in teaching kids. In fact, there's a moment where she invites Tess to help her pick apples in the orchard. And you learn that the migrant families that work at their orchard, Isabel likes to teach their kids how to properly pick the apples, how to bake, yes. all those sorts of things that are really important lessons that the families might not have as much time to share that information because they're very busy during harvest season. So mm -hmm. you can see how kind of a soul Isabel has. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was actually really touching and how they balance each other out was equally as beautiful. For example, of course, like mom shared, Tess is a go-getter. Yes. She's very much pursuing her dreams. And that includes a lot of traveling around. Yes. As mom said, she's been everywhere. She really hasn't had roots very long in any specific place, which is in sharp contrast to Isabel, who does want to travel, but has only ever lived in Bella Vista. So that's just one example. There's mm -hmm. a lot of ways that I feel like they do balance each other mm -hmm. out, which mm -hmm. is really beautiful to see, especially since they didn't even know about each other's existence until the start of the movie. Right. So for my second top moment really is kind of around the revelations aspect of things. So the revelations of who is who and why they are who they are yeah. and how they got to be. All right, where let's hear it. So basically, Lourdes had been with Dominic for many years and then they had split. Yes. So basically, you kind of get the background of that. And Lourdes had always, her and her family, her father's Carlos, I don't know her mother, but they'd always been working there at Bella Vista. Correct. So you kind of get this, this sense of family and extended family Sally Dari talked about the migrants there, Lourdes being part of that with Carlos, mm -hmm. but also the whole point of the kids there too, and the grandparents, Magnus and Eva, yeah. who were the, 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 so the grandma and the grandpa for both Isabel and, well, Tess. And, and Tess, although Tess never knew that, obviously, but Isabel had always known them. You kind of get this whole revelation part of how the dynamics are within mm -hmm. this community. And it's a very small community of Bella yeah. Vista. You get the fact that Tess's mom, mm -hmm. right, who had not been married to Eric, Correct. the father, because Eric had already was married. Yes. When they had their fling. Their fling. And that the mother then found out that Eric and his wife were expecting, mm -hmm. tried to step out of their lives because Correct. she did not want to make any complications. A couple months later, finds out she's pregnant, mm -hmm. does not want to come back into his life, does Correct. not want to cause any issues or any ruffles at all whatsoever and where they're going with their own child. So you know now that Isabel and Tess are very close in age. Yes. Within Correct. a couple of months of each other, yes. actually. And we find out again that Carlos, who is Lourdes's dad, was friends with Eric. Mm -hmm. Eric was on his way to go see Tessa's mother. Because he ran into her, and at that point she was showing, Realized, and he was able to figure out yes. that that would have been his child. Yes, would have been on the way to see her and was in a car accident and was killed. Mm -hmm. Carlos lived. So you kind of get this whole complicated yes. history and background of where these characters were, what they were doing. 
And the fact that Tessa's mother never even told her that yeah. she was never even married to Eric. Mm-hmm. Because obviously she was of the of the thought that that was her dad. Her dad left them yes, before she was ever born. He just walked out, couldn't take mm-hmm. the pressures of having a child, raised by her grandmother yeah. and her mom's, or her mom's mom, mm-hmm. and had only known this maternal, maternal side, side of her world. Correct. Where and Isabel had known this close family, the grandparents, mm-hmm. but her dad had been also Eric died before she was born. Mm-hmm. Also, so. He had passed before any of either of his daughters had even been born. Correct. I thought that was that whole revelations thing, yeah. that whole background and tying together of these family ties. Mm-hmm. These, yeah, the we're, background it, of where the characters was very. Got to I, I like that as a top moment. Yeah, absolutely, and that I felt was very unique for Hallmark. It that was not a plot line. No, that you often find in their no. movies because, of course, it was piecemeal. We had to discover it as the main character did, which took time. So I really did appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, a little aspect pulling too. of threads. Yeah. As we went along, which is typical. Yeah. And it's movies and mysteries. Yes, so correct. A make... little bit more drama, a little yes. bit more right. um, than what you would see from the typical Hallmark right. channel. My second pick is actually somewhat similar, but I really appreciated the interwoven elements of real history mm. as well as that art piece with the family and the culture of the family. So specifically what I'm referencing is that we come to learn that the reason that Ava and Magnus had come together is that Ava's family was escaping the Holocaust. They were Jewish living in Germany at the time and they had moved to try to avoid the bulk of it. However, where they moved to in Denmark, actually their house got raided and Magnus was the one to save Ava. We learned that the rest of the family was was presumably killed during that raid. Right. So at this point, Magnus and Ava have fallen in love and they wish to start a life together, mm-hmm. leading them to Bella Vista where they started that whole apple orchard. Mm-hmm. We learned that they had several hardships in the beginning, which led to this financial ruin because the first year that they had the orchard, there was an early frost that killed a bulk of their crops. Mm-hmm. Additionally, follow-up years, there was a drought, which obviously not helpful when you're in the farming community. To add even more pressure, Ava had some serious health complications from all of those moments leading up to escaping and- um, She had cancer. Yes, she also had cancer additionally to those health complications, which those medical bills drained. Yes, their profits their and profits. the money they yes. had. Yes. But one thing that I also appreciated about the history aspect, refugees are often very resourceful since obviously that is a very high pressure environment. There's a lot of trauma that can come from that, but it is ultimately about surviving really harsh conditions. So we come to learn that Magnus upon his deathbed had shared with Isabel that the grandma's treasures were in the house. Isabel took this to mean, of course, those treasured memories, those treasured times. But she comes to think of it a little bit more and realizes he might be talking about actual treasure that can save Bella Vista. So this is where that history and that family piece, as well as that art piece, really blends in the movie because Tess being an uh, antique hunter yes collector i'm not sure the correct term oh, there aficionado. But, i mean she yeah, understands everything she, about it and is yes. able to she's, parlance with 
what what's a value and how yeah. to get it. Yeah. She notices in an early picture of Ava and Magnus, Ava has a belt on that has some coins that, yes, are, very... that are very valuable. Yes. What did she say? They were each like four million. Is that what she said? Something like that. Yes. yes I think yeah, so. Yeah. So very valuable. Essentially, the family knew, obviously, Ava's family knew they were escaping Germany. And they brought what they could in a concealable way. So obviously that belt looked like it was just an accessory. Exactly. Just just something fun, but really it held their profits as bankers. So really neat that these two pieces tied together. And of Mm -hmm. course that means that the search for these coins is on. It leads to a lot of the revelations of what mom was speaking about in terms of realizing that the dad was actually bringing the coins to Tessa's mom to try to provide for their future while he provided for Isabel's by being physically there. Right. Obviously the car accident happened. Mm -hmm. And since Carlos is the one who made it out alive in that situation, they're able to piece together that he must have taken the coins from Eric at that point. Um, Without the authentication documents, obviously Carlos can't sell them. We learned he was actually a little bit of a shady guy. He owed a lot of money to people you wouldn't want to owe money to. And so he chose that opportunity to disappear with the coins. Lourdes was presumed to have the coins since obviously Mm -hmm. she was the daughter of Carlos. But instead she had the belt sans the very valuable coins. I'm going to leave it to mom to close this one out. Yeah. So, so my, my third and, and final moment to share from this, uh, the secrets of Bella Vista is more just kind of that happily ever after. So basically Sally's already set the stage for the fact that Lourdes has from her father, Carlos, mm-hmm. this belt, the belt does not have the coins, yeah, sadly. but the happily ever after is that Tess doesn't give up. Mm-hmm. She keeps thinking back on the fact that what Magnus said to Isabel was the treasure lies with us. It's here. Yes. At the, it's here with us in at Bella Vista. So she keeps going through the house. She, in a cold and rainy time, stumbles into an area that seems like it hasn't mm-hmm. been, uh, occupied for a long time lots Correct. of cobwebs etc she finds this box that's kind of got this secret little slide thing from which a key comes from yeah. which she opens it up from which she looks in and sees a cc on it doesn't think anything of it but later as she's going through things and thinking uh, about the situation the cc becomes carlos and i can't remember his last name and why it's cc but it's carlos and she's figuring oh there's something uh hidden within something tess being in antiquities knows that even with like um paintings etc sometimes there's a story within a story Mm -hmm. in a painting so this theme occurs to her as a story within a story she sees the cc and realizes maybe there's something within that box Mm -hmm. so of course now we have a hidden compartment in the box from that we have an envelope that was addressed to eva Mm -hmm. And it has the three coins in it. Mm-hmm. So kind of happily ever after they find the coins, the coins are extremely valuable. She and Isabel realize that the Bella Vista is saved then. Correct. Because they can use that. In the meantime, Tess has gone back to San Francisco. She has this job offer with Sheffield in New York City. She turns it down. Mm-hmm. She realizes that I can breathe when I'm at Bella Vista. I have mm-hmm. a peace and a calmness and a purpose there Correct. that I don't have in my antiquities world, 
it was changing. I wasn't able to go see customers. I wasn't traveling a lot yes. anymore. Things were just changing, not the way I wanted it to change. Correct. I need something different. And the whole kind of concept behind this happily ever after is that her mom had been in antiquities. She was in antiquities. Her grandmother, Eva, had been in antiquities. Mm-hmm. She actually had a business there on Correct. Bella Vista's property for selling and reselling yes. antiquities. So you find this tie of an interest in antiquities throughout the whole family, which I thought was interesting because it's both on her mother's side and her yes. father's side. But when you look at the, the maternal history, grandmother, right, it makes sense because they had all been very uh, bereft of that family connection, and a lot of people. Well, other find than her that mother, in- we don't know her mother's history with that. Well, we, we know, know that her mom didn't have a lot of family ties either. Right. Other than that's the, very the clear. nana in yes. Ireland, so. So nevertheless, I think I think my my whole kind of that moment aspect of that happily ever after, we have the resolution between her and Dominic, mm-hmm. because now that she has decided she is going to be at the orchard, she's decided yeah. that with these coins and with the money that's going to bring, because they're going to uh, resell them through Sheffield's antiquities, Correct. they're going to have plenty of profit for Absolutely. Isabel to realize her dreams mm-hmm. of traveling first. Mm-hmm. And then coming back and teaching all the yes. migrant children and any any of the children, right? So Correct. basically, to be a teacher with the baking and taking care of things, etc. And for Tess, she's going to reopen her paternal grandmother's Correct. antique shop and make it called Things Remembered instead of Things, things forgotten. forgotten. Correct. So she kind of turns that whole around, that whole business around, changes her hairstyle at mm-hmm. the end, and. Gets together with Dominic, asks him to run everything because if Isabel is traveling, etc., and she's working on this in the antiquities business, mm-hmm. she needs somebody running the orchard mm-hmm. at Bella Vista. And who else but Dominic could do that? Correct. And so we get to our smooch meter eyes from last season. We had a smooch yes. meter, but we we get kind of that that positive, uplifting, fulfillment moment Correct. of happily ever after with Hallmark. Love it. So my final point also echoes some of what mom shares, but what I particularly liked as a thread throughout the movie and really shown in the ending of the movie was how all of the people came together and really brought out the best sides of each other. Mm -hmm. For example, Tess's friends, I believe their names were Suzette and Lydia. I did not write them down. I do not remember. I feel like they did a great job in bringing out that positive side of Tess because when Tess is originally faced with the decision of either staying at Sheffield, moving to New York, pursuing that career that she's really set up for Mm -hmm. herself versus fostering some of these newer connections with a family she didn't even know she had her friend does a really good job of saying you know this choice is yours but you often are running away from things just like what your mom did she was very blunt in pointing out that Tess does have a tendency to behave similarly to the things she doesn't like about her mom. And I think that's what really finally made Tess stop and think and realize, yeah, I am connecting with my authentic self when I'm at Bella Vista. And that's not something that I see Mm -hmm. happening when I'm in New York. So I really... No, no, when she moved, if she moved to New York for Sheffield, which would have been the required next step. Right. Additionally, 
when Tess does turn down the position, she sets up her work bestie assistant to have that. We love the work besties. Yes, we do. So, yeah, she sets her up to actually take that position. It won't have as fancy of a title as what Tess would have, but she does get to live out her dream of going to New York, and she is someone who wants to stay in the antiquities industry. So she's realizing, okay, you know, I might be stepping down from this position, but I can use this as a leg up for someone else who wants to stay here. So I thought, again, like, one very like, good they yep. are bringing out the best sides of each other yes of course like mom said there was a lot of pieces falling together with the opportunities that those coins brought yes um especially leading Tess to ask Dominic to run the day-to-day of Bella Vista Apple mm-hmm. Orchard because mm-hmm. Dominic was not was not feeling challenged in his role as a banker, mm-hmm. especially when you hear about some of his adventures and mm-hmm. some of his values and who he is. Being a banker it does seem to probably fall a little flat for him. So she recognizes that she can give him this opportunity as well, since right. clearly she wants that business for Isabel and she wants her antiquities business for herself that's a little bit more hands-on. Like mom said, being able to see those clients, being able to procure those items as well and be Mm -hmm. really a huge part of that process. So I appreciated how everyone brought out their best selves. Of course, Isabel, I see as being a key feature of that. Um, Again, I've commented on her personality in my first one, Mm -hmm. but one thing that I really loved watching Isabel and Tess's interaction specifically is that uh, Tess actually takes a note of how open Isabel is to ex- embracing her as family and leaving it just at that. Yeah. She, Like we said, she never knew Tess existed, so clearly she didn't have any preconceived notions of, oh, I've always had this half-sister I wanted to meet. Right. Um, in fact, her existing is what prevented Isabel from having full custody, full reign Cause... of Bella Vista. Other than the fact that it was going to foreclosure, so well, yes, so. but still, there were there were ways that Isabel could have probably, you know, tried yeah. different tactics. It would have been totally her decision; she wouldn't have to run it by anyone else. So, yeah. Tessa's existence actually threatens Isabel's ideas of the future, but she embraced her and allowed her to be enter the picture continued to call her when she wanted to run back to San Francisco and just be done with the whole business Mm -hmm. and just was very understanding and empathetic every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Especially when Tess's mother returns after kind of ghosting her for a long time. Yep. Isabel really points out, um, because Isabel's mother did die during childbirth. I think we haven't mentioned that yet. We didn't mention she grew up without a mother. Of course her grandmother kind of served the role of her mom but she pointed out how to in her perspective family is everything and to salvage those relationships so Mm -hmm. again I just feel like this was a very good movie for really indicating that we can bring out the best in each other that's what I really walked away with this movie with the idea of so well that was really our top picks of course another feature of this segment I feel like we have to run through all our usual elements same as last season Mm -hmm. we'll talk a little bit about hair makeup fashion the setting we'll get to our smooch meter that mom kind of foreshadowed we'll talk about any betrayals the chemistry of our leading couple and we'll go over our quote 
So, yes, Mom, what did you think about fashion, hair, and makeup for this movie? Fashion, hair, and makeup were fantastic. Impeccable. Extremely understated. Yes, I agree In with that. everybody. Yes. In Tess, in Isabel, in Tess's assistant. Yes, and Kylie. Well, and any of the, in Lourdes, and the whole, yes. anybody else in, in, in the cast, but very, very nice. Very, I think a little more summary. I, I guess I, I, may, that, I maybe actually. would say maybe springy. Spring, yes. summary kind of. Yeah, uh, lots of jacket yeah. looks. Lots yeah. of, yeah. yeah. So from a fashion perspective, and... that. Very fashion, like fashion forward for Tess when she's yes. in the office. But as she's stepping into the orchard aspect of things, especially the, doing the grape stomping and stuff like that, much more. Yeah, chill. Uh, yeah, much more impacting to what. You would have out on a an apple orchard farm type mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. And I will say Dominic style, I was a fan of personally. Yes. yes. I really liked his fashion sense. He was very, you know, jeans with kind of the flannel tops. Mm -hmm. I did appreciate that. A little more he had the suit on and everything when he was the executor. Yes, correct, correct. Uh, so when he as was that banker, as that role yeah. as a banker and executor of the will. He did when he yeah, first he came in to talk to to test that was yes yes he did so it's appropriate to the occasion correct yes but when we talk about our smooch meter let's get to that chemistry with a couple and smooch yeah. meter let's put those together so i think so you could oh i could always feel the tension correct between dominic and tess mm -hmm. i think i could sense more his interest i way ahead of her yes. interest she was not thinking anything of the romantic side of her no. life i don't think no um even with having her friends who were having the baby and things like that yeah. she she didn't seem to get into and i think part of it was because she saw bella vista as so temporary that she wouldn't yeah. entertain any ideas right. of a romance starting right. up because she just wanted to get back right. move to new york start that life there so she wasn't right i think she was interested in him but she didn't feel like it could go anywhere so mm -hmm. she's like better to just stop it early so not even a slow boil more of him continuing to do a slow but steady push yes i'd agree with that and How's that? yes when they finally come together when it's revealed that she's gonna stay at bella vista i i know we're not gonna agree on this one but i actually rated it as higher than average saying that i thought there's their kiss was really sweet and passionate they did have a better kiss second kiss they yes. did have a better second kiss at the end with the store at the end the second one, i will give a high smooch meter on the other one i'm still gonna go mediocre it just okay. it was too on the pull away just was kind of like mm, eh. yeah mm, eh, kind of thing you know there's my expression yeah mm, eh. mm, nah. i like it i like yeah. it yeah. Well, when we talk about betrayals, I mean, obviously, we talked through some of the major family betrayals, I guess. Mm -hmm. The largest Huge being, of course, that betrayals. no one knew Tess existed and yeah. Tess didn't know anyone existed. And the so, mom didn't let anybody know mm -hmm. Tess existed. Thank you I very think that's little. probably our biggest betrayal in that movie. Nothing really to... Although Magnus knew. Magnus did know. But... He had no attempt to ever get to know her. And, 
Well, he does attempt to get to know her. There was a time tested find some flight tickets to Dublin, Ireland. That was going to be the first time. Yeah. And again, we don't know what Eric told Magnus. Clearly he told Magnus because Eric was the only one who knew about Tess. Knew that the mom was pregnant. Yes, yes, yes. He clearly told Magnus. What we don't know is what that conversation, we don't know what that conversation looked like because obviously Magnus had already died before the movie started. And so we don't know if Eric said, don't tell anyone. I want to keep this like a secret and Magnus was respecting the wishes post Eric's death mm-hmm. not sure what that looks like so yeah just yeah. not not too many like nitpicky betrayals just really big familial betrayals is how I but would from, describe but from Tess from her perspective huge betrayals right yeah. huge gaps of a family she absolutely had mm-hmm. no idea existed mm-hmm. from being told from her mother that her dad just left her because yes, he couldn't correct. deal with the fact that he was going to have a child. And he didn't yeah, have a child. which I don't know why the mom, I don't know why Tess's mom thought that abandonment was better than death, but right. okay. I mean, I guess in, in the mom's right, she did say she didn't realize he had died until later. She thought he just never showed up to their meeting. Right. So I guess we don't know entirely what the timeline looks From which perspective like. she probably does go mm-hmm. from the, your dad deserted us. Yeah. Because yes, he just never from came. From her perspective, so yeah, he just he never didn't met. meet her when he said right. he was going to meet her. So, again, there's a lot of, like, detail yeah. that can't be fleshed out. And I feel like that follows reality, right? Like, especially when we talk about a situation as complicated as this, yeah. you're not going to have all the pieces at all points. Right. So, and I feel like until Tess started really filling in that gap, that was when everyone else really became informed about the right. situation as well. And so. the only semi-betrayal I think you would have is the fact that they thought Carlos took the coins Correct. and tried to do the reselling thing at the Precious Treasures antique store in San Francisco, which he didn't do no. because he actually had mailed them back he, well, because he didn't have the papers. Right. He, he really could, couldn't he really, do anything with them. He couldn't them. do anything with them. So I guess he kind of did the right thing, but he did the right thing for the wrong reason because he just had yeah. no, if he'd had what he needed, he probably would have sold them Correct. And, and disappeared. From and what we've learned about him, yeah. Millionaire. So our last part is our quote of our podcast. For this season, we are returning to quotes that we're pulling from the movie. The quote for this podcast came from Dominic, who said, there's always a story behind the story. Because at this point in the movie, Tess learns that he's a banker, and that's why he's acting in this role of really um, fulfilling Magnus's He's an executive will. in the will. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she's confused as to why he's flying an airplane, saying, you know, what's that about? Like a banker who's a pilot? What? And that's when Dominic says there's always a story behind the story because he's saying he wasn't always a banker. So I liked that quote and I felt like it was really encapsulating of the movie's main message because as we're uncovering all the family secrets and all of the ways that everyone's interconnected, I felt like that was the main message. There is always that story behind the story. We can feel like we understand everything and more things can still be learned. And it's layers upon layers of stories. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Correct. So it's a great great, uh, quote for the podcast. Well, this leads us to our final new segment of season five, and that is our glacial grading. So during this segment, we'll share our counts. Mom has come up with some great new counts for this season. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we'll be talking about hot beverages, 
adult beverages. Um, hot beverages include coffee, tea, hot, hot chocolate, cocoa, ev- everything, everything. everything. Yes. Yes. Um, we'll be going over because this season is very heavy in winter. We'll talk about coats, hats, and boots. For this specific one, since it is not taking place during winter quite yet, mm. I'm going to replace the hat count with a green screen count. So why don't you share your accounts first, Mom? Yeah, so I had the hot beverages and the adult beverages. Perfect. Hot beverages, we had five. Wow. Five. Now, I would think most were coffee, but I couldn't answer that directly. Yeah. It could have been some teas. Sure. There, were no, there was no hot chocolate. Yeah. I would say they were all coffee. Uh, adult beverages, four. Okay, that's pretty high, too. Wines. Yes. All wines. So Okay, perfect. Well, for you, Sally? Our coat count was pretty high this week for a non-winter movie. She had nine different coats. Did she really? Yes. There were a lot of coats. She was changing her coat, like, even within the day. It It was wild to me. Our green screen count was equally as high at seven. Mm-hmm. There were far too many green screens. It was really bad. Comfortable. Oh, yeah. it was really bad. Dad even was watching the movie with us and pointed out a particularly bad one where they were standing in the kitchen and the view out the window was very clearly just like almost a poster looking flat lay. Like it was ridiculous. Right. I don't know why they thought that was okay. I have no idea. Because Hallmark, we know you can do better. We know. You can do better. Yeah. So I don't know what that was about. Our boot count was one. Uh, it wasn't even. It wasn't even Tess. It was Isabel. Yeah. But I figured I'm gonna count someone's boots. Otherwise, because no Tess had all the nice she had pumps heels and yeah, and she, yeah, she definitely yeah, right. So no, which this was not a winter one. So we did no, not. We'll we'll get there. We'll get, but we will we'll get, get there. there. We will get there. Of course, the second half of our glacial grading segment is that woo woo rating. Because our gorgeous golden retriever, Miss Nala Mama, who inspired our whole podcast, mm-hmm. loves to woo-woo to express herself. You've been hearing her throughout the five seasons. This should come as no shock. Mm-hmm. She uses her woo-woos to express herself. So we will use the woo-woos to express our opinion of the Hallmark movie. Even when the, hall, or when the uh, people at Home Depot don't understand her woo-woos. And they yeah, think she she's still tries. Aggressive. She's, she just still like, tries. no, I'm just woo-hooing I'm at just you. I'm just wooing. Was, was, was. I'm just trying to talk to you. Was, was, was. I know. So I think Secrets of Bella Vista, Okay. I will give a four. Okay. Woo rating. What went behind that for you? So I would watch it again. Don't yeah. get me wrong, folks. But, and, and it had all the key elements. It did. And it had some really interesting plot development. Agreed. But just not, just not one of my faves. Okay. I mean, I think from the perspective, I liked the characters. I didn't really get into the characters. Mm, I okay. mean, they were, it was interesting. All, all really good acting. Yeah. Oh, Don't absolutely. get me wrong. I, I, think, I think all, but, but not... And it had some of the moments of, you know, where they're baking and they're horseback yeah. riding and they're, so, I mean, it did all the little, but almost in a perfunctory way to me. Mm. I think the novelty of the complications within the development of the characters and their situations was good, but only to the point of a four for me. Okay, How about you, Sally? Good. I gave this movie a 4.5 woo-woos. The reason I rated it so high is because I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to at the beginning of it. 
the setup of the plot, I wasn't completely convinced about. But as Tess begins to pick apart the family's history, I Mm. got really engaged in the plot. It was super Mm. fascinating to watch. I was surprised by almost every twist that they introduced to that plot. Additionally, I got to see Niall Matters' range as an actor. This was a very different role than Rip. In fact, he used an entirely different voice, which I was very surprised by. So I think his acting really set it apart for me. Additionally, Tess... And Isabel's acting was really good. And I feel like it's somewhat rare, especially in movies and mysteries, to find that you like the whole cast and their acting abilities. So I think that really raised it up for me. And again, Mm -hmm. I just felt like, you know, I mean, to be interested in the plot the whole way through, that's that's pretty good. I think the only reason I deducted it that half woo, there weren't any dogs. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, that is, that really got to see one dog being walked. So there weren't any dogs in the main cast, but really, um, a lot of it, a lot of the deduction came from just, I don't know. I feel like it did get a little confusing at parts to keep everyone straight. And I know Mm -hmm. that comes with having such a complicated family history, Mm -hmm. but just for me that, that detracted from it just a little bit. You know, part of it, how did her mom just all of a sudden show up there? Yeah, not everything was fully explained. And again, I do think that that's somewhat realistic to life because we don't always get the explanations we want. Yeah. But like, yeah, some of like, and even um, Carlos and Eric getting in the car accident, I really thought that they were going to take it the way that Carlos did actually intentionally get in the accident. And they never really do flesh that out. And it Mm -hmm. kind of is just left with like, Carlos sends it back and says like, oh, I love my daughter, Lourdes. And and that kind of was just dropped. So there were just some elements Mm -hmm. that I feel like we could have fleshed out a little bit more. Again, it's a two hour Hallmark movie though. So yeah, I feel like I I have over-justified my position. I will wrap up. You're good. You're good. You're good. (laughs) So as always, we will end our episode by giving our shout outs. Shout out to Tessa. You're working hard. We love to see it. <laughs> Shout out to Jasmine. Shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor. Thank you for believing in us. Shout out to our husbands, to Nick and to Mark. For supporting us in our weekly podcasting. Yes. Shout out to our fave couple, Colleen, Michael, with million dollars. We love you, love you, love you. Of course, shout out to all of our listeners, both loyal Loyal and and new. We appreciate you. We're doing this for you. And without you listening... So wouldn't it be as fun. So thank you. Thank Give you us for the feedback back. on the gram if you like yeah. the new segments. Yeah, like the new art. If you're, yeah, we just like to hear from you. Yes, thank you for coming back for our Homer Chitter Chatter. Next week we will be tackling our final Hallmark fall movie of this mm-hmm. season. So get ready, get pumped. Because after that, we're going to dive headfirst into Christmas. So. Exactly. We've passed Thanksgiving at that. Next, yes. That next milestone will be done. And we will be plowing through the snow of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So, until next time. Cheers! Cheers!